Hi, you're listening to Be Like a Starfish, Living a Resilient Life. I'm your host, Lori Peters. On this podcast, I use my background as a therapist, writer, coach, and parent to talk about building resilience as we navigate the hard and not so hard things of life. No topic is off limits, so expect talks about grief, trauma, mental health issues, and life's frustrations, along with lighter topics like books, writing, and music, etc. Let's journey together to see where this road takes us. Hi, it's Lori, and welcome to today's episode of Be Like a Starfish, Living a Resilient Life. If you're new to the podcast, welcome, and thanks so much for tuning in. This is the place where I talk about things that can impact our resilience and tools to build it. On last week's episode, I talked about prolonged grief disorder and why I disagree with that classification as created by the American Psychiatric Association. Today, I'm going to expand on that topic of grief and talk about what are common things one might experience or find when grieving. I'm going to avoid saying words like normal and typical because there is no one normal or typical way to grieve. Because we're unique people with various cultural and societal backgrounds, We each will go through this process differently. But even with the differences we each have, there are some commonalities that can be found when it comes to grief. With all the people I've worked with professionally and through my own personal journey, I've found that to be true time and time again. So what are those commonalities? Here is my short, not all-inclusive list of things that are common in grief. Thing number one, each person grieves differently. I'm gonna say that again. Each person grieves differently. And this is due to many reasons, aside from the fact that we're all different, You have to take into account the way we were raised, the way we were taught to express ourselves or not, the implicit and and explicit messages we received as kids about death and grief, cultural influences, and of course, the relationship we had with the person or something we lost. How I grieve may not be how you grieve, and that is okay. There is no right or wrong way to grieve. So each person grieves differently. Item number two, grief ebbs and flows. People in grief do what I call the grief cha-cha. One day you may feel like you're in a good place, a 
that all is right with the world. You feel like you're able to function in a way that you want to. And then you wake up the next day and you feel like crap. Like the loss just happened a few seconds ago. Like you're back to day one. That can feel like a gut punch. And it can feel so confusing because you remember how you were feeling the day before and you're thinking, well, how is this possible? This also can happen when you encounter the myriad types of triggers for grief. That trigger could be a song, it could be a smell, it could be a room, it could be the way a person walks or talks or acts, it could be You know, maybe a sense of deja vu. You have a memory of something that comes into your mind about your experience with the person or thing that you lost. And whatever that trigger is, you get brought right back to the loss. And you're reminded that that person isn't here anymore. A lot of people have told me, and I have felt this way too, that they feel like they're crazy because of what's going on with this up and down stuff. It's like you're riding a roller coaster that never ends. All I can say is that this experience is common. Your body and mind are doing the hard job of coming to terms with the loss. So you're gonna have this in and out stuff happening, you know, One day the grief is stronger, the next day it isn't, this back and forth stuff, okay? Thing number three that's common in grief, no emotion or thought is off the table. Loss creates a surreal and sometimes cognitively dissonant experience that makes you feel like you're an alien starring in your own dystopian movie. Um, You can experience a wide range of emotions and think thoughts that you never believed possible. And you're left wondering, well, where in the world did that come from? You'll be surprised by them, maybe even frightened or ashamed or embarrassed. And because of that, you might not feel comfortable sharing what you're feeling and thinking. All of that is to be expected, and there's nothing absolutely wrong about it. Something has happened that you've never experienced before. So, of course, it would bring up a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff that perhaps you've never encountered before. So no emotion or thought is off the table. You'll be feeling all sorts of ways about this. And the only way through this messy process, and it is a messy process, is to acknowledge what you're feeling or thinking, lean into it, and that part will be really uncomfortable, and then take a step back to figure out, okay, how do I navigate through this? How do I get to the other side? The next item, grief fatigue is a real thing. 
Remember how I said a few moments ago that this is a messy process because your body and mind are trying to reconcile what's happened? Well, that holds up. That energy that's being expended is the result of a physical and emotional response your body is undergoing. It requires a lot of energy to come to terms with the fact that something unexpected has happened. And that unexpected thing is hugely significant. It's common to feel exhausted, utterly wrecked, depleted. I remember many days that I just could not get out of bed. I was so exhausted. I didn't feel like I had gotten any sleep. I mean, the, the lucky nights that I got a few hours of sleep. And that was the result of my body trying to come to terms with the fact that I have lost something. I have lost someone who played an important part in my life. It's kind of like stress. Well, it is stress. And over time, that stress takes a toll on your body. This is why self-care and grief is probably the most important thing you can do for yourself during this time. I'll probably do a future episode on self-care, but just know that the fatigue, the exhaustion you feel during the grieving process is for real. It's valid. It's a part of grief. The last thing I want to share is the next item, and that is grief creates changes. Now, you might be saying to yourself, Lori, that seems kind of obvious. And you'd be right. It is obvious to say that. But you'd be amazed by the number of people who are surprised by this. You have the obvious change, of course, the loss. That person is not coming back. Um, that could also be applied to a non-death loss, too. Maybe you've broken up with someone, or you've moved away, or you've quit a job. That type of loss is irreversible in the way a death is. Even if you were to get back that job or restart those relationships, it's still an irreversible loss in the sense that you are not the same person at that point as you were prior to the loss. Loss stirs something within you, and you're not the same. What's not so obvious about this is how grief changes you in subtle ways. Maybe you see things differently. You may act differently. You may approach things in a way you hadn't before. Maybe you hold on to things more closely, or you let them go more easily. Maybe you use the loss as a launching pad to something else. I know that in my life, 
I had to do a deep and honest inventory about the things I was involved in, the people I was around. And that's because I had changed. Grief had changed me. I learned that what worked for me then prior to my losses, they weren't working for me now. And I had to make a decision to make some changes because I was a different person. Maybe you'll find that too. Whatever that is for you, you can attribute it to the loss because grief changes you. What have you found in your grief process as you've been listening to me talk about this? Does any of this resonate with you? If it does, I'd like for you to share that with me. You can send me an email to Lori at lauriapeterswriter.com. So I really want to know. Grieving is a difficult road and one that has a lot of mountains and valleys, twists and turns. So if you're on this journey, like I still am in a lot of ways, be patient with yourself. Take it one day at a time and breathe. Just breathe, even if it is to get to the next moment. You will get through this. You will get through this. Well, that's all that I have for today. I hope you tune in next time for another chat about having a resilient life, living in a way that is purposeful, purposeful. (laughs) See, I do make words up. (laughs) I think I said that in my initial episode. I meant to say purposeful. in a way that helps you lead a purposeful life. So until that time, be like a starfish.